Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So Tom Brady trailing by a field goal, about two minutes or so left in a timeout. You go down, you win the game. He's done it 38, 39 times in his career, comeback wins, almost 50 fourth quarter game-winning drives, and yet Tom Brady was not good against the Rams, and they lose 27-24 as he throws his second interception basically to end the game. We're going to break down the Bucks' loss to the Rams, where that puts them in the playoff picture, which is not good, heading into next Sunday's game against the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. All of that with Joey Knight here on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Verstick. Hey, who's got the best party platters for your catering in Tampa Bay? Well, that's Mr. Empanada. What the heck is an empanada? You just take your favorite foods, you place them inside a pocket of homemade dough that is cooked perfectly, until it's golden golden brown and piping hot, their empanadas are a fresh twist on some old favorites. You can order delicious menu items from scratch, including soups, salads, and Cuban sandwiches online at MrEmpanada.com or call any of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay. Where Latin food, quality, and service meet, it's Mr. Empanada. Joy, I don't... The only place I can start with this game is that um, it was an enormous game for the Bucks first and foremost. And you chronicled uh, on Sunday how the Bucks and the Rams have played a lot of big games, including NFC Championship games, which, by the way, the Bucks came out on a losing end in those too. Um, but for for all of that, for for not just the the, the wild card chase or or you know seeing if you still had a chance to this division in the NFC South. Um, but with the Kansas City Chiefs coming on Sunday, this was an enormous game for the Bucks that they needed to play well. They haven't played well in prime time, and they had a chance, a really good chance to win this game. And I hate to say it because I know it's not on a singular person. And football is the ultimate team sports. Both sides of the ball made mistakes. Tom Brady did not play well again against a very formidable opponent, and now what is it, seven of his nine interceptions this year have come against either the Saints or the Rams. He threw two more, including the one that sealed the game. What the heck can you say other than this is not what the Bucks were hoping for probably when they signed him to a two-year deal? And you brought this up, Rick, when we were talking before we went on the air. Is there now a confidence issue with the greatest of all time? We've, you know, it's been pretty well documented, his struggles with the deep balls. And we saw those struggles perpetuate again tonight. He had two really bad interceptions. Bruce Arians said on one he was hit. On another one it was a misread. I say they were both pretty bad misreads. They were hoists right, right up to center field where, you know, a safety was there just kind of hunkered down and waiting. And, you know, Tom got what he got and the Bucks got what they got. But right now... And you raised the point first, and I, I have to agree. you, you got to wonder, is this a confidence issue with Tom Brady just in terms of getting the ball down downfield? You know, this, he was brought in to a 
vertical-friendly offense. Everybody knew that, and that wasn't necessarily Tom's game, but everybody presumed that he would be able to adjust and adapt and they'd be able to work together and get an offense in sync to, that would fit Tom's skill set and what Bruce Arians likes to do, and it just hasn't come to fruition. And it just, again, it played out again tonight. If it wasn't bad enough that his uh, tailbacks were dropping the the simple short throws on, you know, the little safety valve throws, he struggled with the deep ball again, and he struggled all night, and his last throw was was the fatal flaw. You know, a couple things about the Rams, and, and one is pretty obvious, and this was true of the Saints too, and I think now all teams are playing the Bucks this way. They're going to keep two safeties high. No and they are not going to let you throw the ball down the field on them very easily. They're not going to play press man. They're not going to play single safety. Tom Brady has thrived against man coverage this year. Where he has gotten in trouble is we all know that Bruce Arians wants to push the ball down the field. I mean, that is the offense. And regardless of coverage, he's going to try to do that. Um, on Monday night, they had one P.I., that went to Mike Evans. But when you look at this sheet and you see that the longest pass play, no, the longest offensive play all night was 18 yards to Mike Evans. 18 yards, just one. After that, there's a, a 12-yard completion, a 13, a 16. Folks, that's all, okay? Uh, you know, at one point, Tom Brady was averaging about five yards of completion. Yeah. And... He finishes 26 of 48, attempted 48, for just 216 yards. Now, I'm not a great mathematician, but if you divide 48 into 216, uh, it's not going to go in there many times. And so, you know, it, it really has become a confidence problem, maybe a problem or a lack of synergy. We've talked about this all year with Byron Leftwich. I don't. I don't know if it's Brady's confidence or his lack of confidence maybe in what's being sent in from the sideline. You know, that that also could be a guy trying to execute, you know, what, what they're trying to do. Hell, they were lucky. He had one play where he got hit and was trying to throw it out of the end zone, uh, and they were still very much in the ball game. And they were fortunate that they called that an incomplete pass because I'm telling you, on replay, it almost looked like an empty hand coming out of there, and it could have been a fumble return for a touchdown. Um, this is – really now at a point of the season where and, and look after the Kansas City Chiefs they don't play a murderer rows of football teams they play the Atlanta Falcons twice we're still capable of beating somebody and then they play the Detroit Lions who just got shut out the other day so it's not like they can't still win 10 maybe 11 games but if you go loss loss and we talked about this coming into this these these two games you needed the NFC game because that's the one that's going to get you where do they sit now, um, assuming that the New Orleans Saints don't collapse and they've got Atlanta and Denver, Denver and then Atlanta the next two weeks, even with uh, a new quarterback? I mean, they're going to try to hang on to a wild card spot at this point. They are a wild card team right now. If the season ended today, Rick, they would be the sixth seed in the 17 NFC playoffs, which means if the season ended today, they would open the postseason at Green Bay. In, a, in an opening round playoff thing. And, you know, right now that's kind of an op, optimistic outlook. You know, 
you talked about it. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming in. And after that bye week, let's not forget they got the Minnesota Vikings, who had won three in a row. Great point. Before, uh, before they lost to Dallas Sunday. So, you know, the playoffs, which, you know, was kind of a presumption around here only a couple of weeks ago, are not an absolute gimme. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Yes. But they're going to be a wild card team, and they're probably going to start the playoffs on the road. And they've got some, some serious issues here two-thirds of the way into the season. You talked about it. The Rams provided a blueprint tonight. If opposing defenses in the NFL did not have a blueprint on how to defend Tom Brady and this group in 2020, they provided it tonight. With it, you know, there's two high safeties, you know, not doing a whole heck of a lot in, in terms of a press man coverage, but just kind of, you know, just flooding that, that deep zone and just taking away the deep ball. And, you know, we're, they're, they're going to be facing some pretty good defensive minds coming up. Raheem Morris knows a little bit about defense. Mm-hmm. The guys in Minnesota, I think Dom Capers is on that staff. He knows a little bit. So they just, the Rams tonight just laid it out. Here's how you defend Tom Brady in 2020. Yeah, I think you're right. I think teams are going to are going to dare them to, uh, you know, they'll play cover two, they'll play two deep zone, and 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 continue to do it until they beat them. You know, uh, offensively, look, they they weren't successful doing anything. Okay, they attempted 18 rushes for just 42 yards. That's horrible against that Rams defense, which is good against the run. They're fourth overall. Um, you know. Brady was only sacked technically one time. He was pressured a good bit more than that. But, you know, th- this offense is is so up and down, and I just, you know, I just don't know where you start because, you know, they've added Antonio Brown, and a lot of people are still going to point to that, although, you know, he had 13 targets, Joey. Yeah. 13 targets. It's clear that Brady, you know – is going to be more comfortable with him or try to force ball to him. Just eight catches for 57 yards. Nobody really had a big day. Mike Evans had a great touchdown, um, mostly a run, you know, after he caught the ball. But this has been a frustrating um, sort of continuation of, of, of what the season has been. And defensively, what happened to that defense that used to create, you know, um, good field position? Now, they did have a couple interceptions and a huge one at that by Jordan Whitehead that actually gave them a chance to come back. And that was a good drive that they put together. And Brady puts it together and, and uh, throws a touchdown pass to tie the game uh, at 24. Um, but when you look at Jared Goff, who was the story in my mind somewhat tonight, and just that Rams offense, you know, what Sean McVay has done is create just all kinds of problems for a defense. They attempted 51 passes. He went 39 to 51 for 376 yards with the three touchdowns. His interceptions came kind of late, quite frankly, especially the one that let the Bucks back in the game. But my goodness, Cooper Cup couldn't cover him. Uh, he had nine of his 11 catches in the first half. Ends up with 11 for 145 yards. Robert Woods, same thing. And you know they gave up a score at the end of the first half. They had, you know, the Rams had the ball with a minute to go and about 80 yards to go. And they let them get into field goal range way too easily, and they kicked it with Matt Gay, who we'll talk about in a minute, with just one second left in the first half. That's a big mistake. In a game that you lose by three, to let a team go the distance with you know one timeout, that's, that's bad defense. I don't think the defense is playing particularly well, and they really, because of the quick throws, they never really got 
at all, no sacks against Jared Goff. Right. The, the quick throws. And another thing that I was really impressed with that Sean McVay did, he rolled out Jared Goff a lot. He, you know, he didn't have to really stand in the pocket for two reasons, because he got rid of the ball quickly or he was rolling out. Right. So I, I think that's the reason the Bucks really didn't get any sacks. But you mentioned he just did so many things just in terms of, you know, sweeps and misdirections and pre-snap motion just to, to, to get those guys open. Um, you know, Woods, 12 catches, 130 yards. Cup, 11 catches, 145 yards. It, just incredible. I, I agree with you. I think golf was kind of the, the unsung story of tonight's game. But, you know, it just kind of – I don't like to – because a lot of these guys have forgotten more football than I'll ever known. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like Sean McVay kind of out-strategized the Bucks tonight with just what, what, what he did offensively. And this would be the thing I'd be concerned about if, if I'm sort of a Bucks fan. And, and right now, you know, you have the greatest quarterback of all time Albeit 43 years old, we know he can still play. He keeps himself in tremendous shape, okay? But against Sean Payton, who have been together, obviously, with Drew Brees, um, and now and now today against Sean McVay, they've been outcoached. <laughs> I mean, look, there are plenty of players on this football team, starting with Brady. Right. And then you bring in a Leonard Fournette, or you bring in uh, an Antonio Brown. Um, you know, you have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin, you have three Pro Bowl receivers and a Pro Bowl tight end in Gronkowski who had two catches out of six targets for just 25 yards. There are plenty of dudes on that football team, okay? Yeah, they were missing Ali Marpet, and then, you know, they had um, uh, A.Q. Shipley uh, get a stinger late in the game, so they were playing down a couple of offensive linemen. None of that is the reason for them to be this bad. The last time I checked, Bruce Arians was an offensive coach. Yep. His whole thing was offense, okay? And he handpicked, you know, a guy uh, in Byron Leftwich to run that offense. He is not game planning. He's, he's in the meetings, I guess, but he's not doing the scripts. He's not doing all that. That's Harold Goodwin for the run game. That's Byron Leftwich. Whatever is being put on the field for three hours on Sunday does not look coordinated to me. It looks – Sort of grab baggish, to be honest with you. It's like we're going to try this, we're going to try that, and they haven't settled on anything. One of the things that they glaringly are missing is the running back to check the ball down to that can get yards after he catches it, if he catches it. I know Leonard Fournette now has become their 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 third down guy. We haven't seen Shady McCoy in weeks. I don't know why he's on the roster, quite frankly. Yeah, once Fournette here, so. They're starting with Ronald Jones, who is no receiver, by the way, and dropped the screen pass, which he continues to do. And when he does it, Bruce Arian says, well, he just dropped the screen pass. Well, okay. Um, And then, you know, and Fournette did not do a very good job receiving the ball. And even though he's had 70-something catches in a year, I still maintain he's not the kind of guy who can run routes, split out wide, do those things, and get separation. Tom Brady is missing what he's sort of used to. He's, he throws the ball underneath the receivers when they play too deep, right? Mm-hmm. You run the ball, you check it down, you move the sticks. Yeah, it's going to take a longer way. Um, and then once in a while maybe you take a shot here or there. You're right. The teams know how to play how to play the Bucs. It's not, it's not a secret anymore against the better defenses. They are shutting this offense down. 
And even though they had a big day against Carolina, who was horrible on defense, they come right back here and with everything on the line. This is not, in my opinion, about night games. It's not about primetime. I hate to say it. The games they've looked bad in, they've been outcoached. Even in Chicago, they were outcoached to some degree that night. And credit to you, Rick. You asked Bruce Arians in the postgame, would you consider calling plays yourself, shaking things up? And Bruce Arians essentially gave Byron Leftwich a little vote of confidence, said, no, um, Byron's doing a fine job. But you mentioned it. It, it, it starts, you know, Tom is comfortable get, getting the ball out, you know, throwing underneath, getting the ball, flinging it out in space to, to his receivers, you know, doing it methodically, moving the ball downfield methodically at age 43. And when you're, when you're, tailback drops a screen pass on the third play of the game or whatever it was and your third down back consistently drops passes I'm shocked they went back to him after he dropped three passes they went back to Fournette late in the game when that happens it discombobulates everything and then you know you you saw what we saw there in the second half you know just a a series of deep balls that didn't go anywhere and just like I said discombobulation so they've got some They've got some meeting of the minds, for lack of a better term, to do. You know, I, I don't. The, the talent's there. Everybody knows the talent is there. It's a, it's, it's a future all Canton team, if you will. There, yeah. you know, at the at the skill positions, they've just got to, they've got to get in the same room with Tom Brady and say, hey, something something's got to give. Something's got to improve. Something's got to get in sync. What are we going to do offensively going forward? Let's lay it out. Let's script it out. Well, we're not in the meetings, and presumably Bruce Arians isn't in enough of them. Um, but I would say that, you know, this was always going to have to become Brady's offense. I, I know the terminology. They didn't want to teach 22 other guys a new, new system who just learned it last year. I get all of that. Brady has learned what to call the plays. But these plays are not working for Tom Brady. This launching the ball, he's not throwing the deep ball well. And a lot of it probably has to do with coverage. And again, he misread the coverage, right? So, so they're doing some things that are, you know, that are screwing him up. But he's not comfortable doing it. He's not doing it well. He's not throwing the ball well down the field. They're going to have to move faster to Tom Brady than than they want Brady to move to them. Because I'm telling you, it's it's way too inconsistent. And even the games like against Carolina, um, not a lot of deep shots in those games were hit either. I mean, he just frankly hasn't hit him since the Raiders. I'm going back many, many weeks in Las Vegas where he hit his last three um, deep balls. Uh, I think you got to go that far back to, to find any. Um, I I just think that that there's a bigger problem here that we we're not in the meetings. We can't identify, um, but we know that that uh, that that Tom Brady's not supposed to look like that in a two minute situation. Here's the other thing: the other thing I don't get about this whole game. So the Rams sort of turtled. They had a third and makeable, okay, on the final drive with the game tied up at 24-24. They ran it. They said, we're good with a field goal. I'm like, whoa, you're going to give the ball. And talk about confidence now. You're going to give the ball to the guy who's captain comeback, who's Mr. Fourth Quarter Drive, with two minutes and a timeout to go. You're good with Matt. First of all, Matt Gay was – even money he was going to make the field goal and he did but you go up three and say that's cool we'll give the ball to Brady field goal ties it we'll go to overtime touchdown we lose 
Right there I'm saying, holy moly, what do they know that nobody else knows? And then Brady hits a couple balls right down the field in the final drive, and then all of a sudden he decides to take a shot. Yes. Like, why are you taking a shot? You are neither running out of time. And the shot, by the way, isn't to Antonio Brown. It's not to Chris Godwin. It's not, not to Mike Evans. It's to Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait is running down the seam, and that's who you're trying to hit in a two-minute situation, right, when they're funneling everything to the middle of the field. And, again, both interceptions were a center fielder just standing there, and the yeah. ball hit him. That ball intercepted him. He did nothing but but catch it, right? It just fell out of the sky. So what I don't even get is the decision, right, whether you read the coverage or misread the coverage, why are you trying to push the ball there? You know, they're going to let you complete plenty of balls underneath, move it into field goal range. Once you get into field goal range, if you want to take a shot at the end zone or two, and I'm not telling Tom Brady how to run a two-minute offense. He's done it better than anybody in the history of the league. It just seemed odd to me that you would try to force something down the field into that coverage. How do you misread coverage? What did you think you had? Um, strange, but at any rate, you know, the Bucks are now uh, going to be searching. And, and I got to tell you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I watched this Kansas City Rams game the other night, yesterday uh, evening actually, and credit to the Rams who had beaten Kansas City for taking them deep into that game. That dude that's coming in here on Sunday, if you think that Jared Goff carved these guys up with short passes. Wait till you see this witch who comes out here and can throw it underhand, behind the back, no look, all of that. And if he gets the ball with any time left in it, even if you have a lead, he's probably going to do what he did to the Raiders and break their hearts. This is going to be a much tougher game. This is the reigning MVP, the reigning Super Bowl champions. And, and, and I... You know, it's a great matchup, young and old and all of that. But they very easily with, – with, and, and granted, if they win the game, it's momentum. It's we beat the world champions and, and we're on to the next four opponents and we'll take our chances. It would be a great win if they get one of these two and they didn't get the first one, um, even though it's not an FC team. But you could be sitting here in six days. And, and at this time in six days, you could be seven and five? Going back to that game last night, you look at the supporting cast around Patrick Mahomes, I would take them over the, over the guys that Jordan Goff had. No question. Night. You know, the, the tight end who's probably going to be in Canton one day. Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle coming home, former Robinson High guy. The, the, his name escapes me, the tailback from LSU. Um, you right. know, they're, they're, they're leading. So, uh, Hilaire. 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 You know, so uh, just – you know, if they if they, they think they got a carving up tonight, uh, again, 
I just, I really think that Tom's just going to have to get sit down with Byron and Bruce Arians and say, look, here's our playbook. This is the part that I'm most comfortable in, that I feel we do well. Let's just focus on this. Let's tweak it and polish it and refine it. Let's just focus on this. Let's all get on the same page and say, this is who we want to be. This is what we want to do. And let's go forward. Otherwise, you know, we're, we could very well see a, a, a repeat, not of, not of this Monday night game against the Rams, but two Sundays ago against the Saints. We very easily could see that. Well, and it really is a season sort of on the brink because even though you say, you know, they've got Minnesota who is suddenly starting to win some games and, and they have really good receivers too and Adam Thielen and some other guys that are playing great. Um, Atlanta has always, it didn't matter how bad Atlanta is, they've always managed to split the series against these guys. You can't just take for granted you don't think Raheem Morris wants to come in here and win. You bet he does. And they may not give up nine sacks or whatever it was that they did against the New Orleans Saints, and frankly, you don't have the Saints defense. So there are some still obstacles after this Kansas City game. Um, And this has been the thing all along. Like, it can't just be assumed. And look, 7-3 and is one of the best starts in franchise history, okay? Now 7-4. and But you can't take for granted that they're just going to the playoffs. You can't take for granted that there won't be – a lack of confidence, not just with the quarterback and the play caller, but maybe with the other guys on the football team. I assure you there's a number of players, as you look at these numbers, that go, hey, what's really going on here? You know, um, Mike Evans had one of the best plays I've seen this year in football. Oh, he, he drove a guy five yards, in, two guys five yards into the end zone. You know what? He had five catches. Um, again, they, they threw it almost 50, uh, 48 times. He was targeted nine of them, and and Brown and God, Godwin did his thing, seven for 53. But, you know, you're going to have to keep people happy. And people, you know, Evans has said he'll sacrifice his numbers. He wants to win. But what happens when you stop winning? What happens if it gets really tight over here? Because we know what the national media is going to say tomorrow. You know what they're going to say? And these are the talking heads, right? But they get paid millions of dollars to go on first take or – whatever those other shows are called, and they're going to say, Brady's done. He's done. He can't throw the deep ball. It's over. Look at all the weapons. Antonio Brown. And to some extent, look, I said it (laughs) in my game story. Not that he's done, but that he had one of his worst. It's inexplicable that he's playing the worst against some of the biggest moments in the biggest games. Those are the games that he is here for. And I've said, you know, you signed Tom Brady to play the Saints. You signed Tom Brady to play the Rams and the Chiefs. You signed him to play these primetime games, which, by the way, they're one in three. One in three in primetime games now this year. These these are the moments with two minutes to go and trailing by a field goal that Tom Brady has to at least get you into overtime, if not win that game. If you gave it to him ten times, how many times does he do at least one of those or the other against anybody? And I mean, we see him doing his Super Bowls, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know? Um, with everything on the line. So this stage is not too big for him. Something is wrong, okay, and they got to fix it. And it has to be coaching. It has to – it's not – the players are out there. You right. have to put them in position to make plays. Now, you can't throw the ball and you can't catch it for them, granted. Um, but all of the other stuff, that's got to improve. And I just – I don't know how they they find themselves here, but they do. And, and- – 
you raised another good point, Rick. These guys are professionals, and they're going to be diplomatic in public in speaking to us. But they're also human beings, and they're frustrated human beings. And you got to wonder what the what that locker room is going to be like here in the next few days. And you know, he he's getting his targets, but God knows what kind of a powder keg Antonio Brown is, and you know how this is affecting him. But there's some there's got to be some frustration. There's got to be some frustration with the coaches, uh, w- with the play calling. Maybe some guys are frustrated with their touches or lack thereof. Shady McCoy. It, it's going to be a really interesting reek. You, you've got to be curious of what's going on in that locker room because, again, these guys are professionals, but they're human beings, and they have to be frustrated right now. And someone that I know that I trust in the Bucks organization, I talk a lot of guys over there, um, so don't try to figure out who it is, but said that it looks right now that – there's a confidence problem with the quarterback. And if you've got that, what does the rest of the team feel? Because they all know he's the GOAT. Here's the thing that happens, though. <laughs> and welcome to Joe Montana's world, Tom Brady. When you go from someplace where you've won a lot of Super Bowls, great. When you come here and everything is different, from receivers to coordinators to sunshine to climate, everything is different. They expect you to take them to the Super Bowl. They're not interested in, hey, let's win a few games. Maybe we get to play. No, no, no. You've got to be Tom Brady here. You have to do what you did there right here because you came here to play with better guys like Mike Evans, like Chris Godwin. They gave you Antonio Brown. They gave you Rob Gronkowski. They gave you Leonard Fournette, okay, and Shady McCoy, right? Now you got to go be Tom Brady here. And and that's for the first time – there's pressure in that. There really is. And, and, and he's in an unfamiliar, doesn't know why he's done half sync with his receivers. It's going to be a really interesting week. But the one thing Brady has done this year is bounce back. So I think from that standpoint, um, he's in pretty good shape. Final thoughts? Anything? And you just mentioned it. If they come out and they play like gangbusters and beat Kansas City, everything's hunky-dory again. I mean, that's just the up and down. It's a week-to-week league. It is. He said it. It's a week-to-week league. And just to put the cherry on top of this, Matt Gay, kicking the game winner. How about that? I mean, you were privy to all those misses last year. I was on a different beat, but you you sat through the – Sat through all that, and the Bucks fans sat through all that, and you you could see it happening, Rick. You could see it just the game shaping up like that. Uh, here he comes. He's going to kick, you know, maybe not the the game winner at the final horn, but the go ahead field goal, and darned if he didn't. Not only that, he kicked it into the south end zone. For those of you who don't know, Matt Gay, all his major misses against the Giants and others that were cataclysmic were were into the south end zone, and this was his first game as a Los Angeles Ram, and where does he play it? Right back here at Raymond James. He did miss a field goal to the north end zone, which could have been a big miss as the game turned out. It wasn't, so he was fortunate. Um, but he's got to feel really good, and, and you, of course, wrote about him in the Tampa Bay Times and on tampabay.com. Well, they're going to throw us out of Raymond James Stadium, so we're going to leave it here. And just remember to go see our friends uh, at Mr. Empanada for the party platters. Look, it's uh, an empanada is delicious. They take your favorite foods. They put it in a pocket of homemade dough. It's cooked perfectly. You can order delicious menu items from scratch, including soup, salads, and Cuban sandwiches online at MrEnPanada.com or call any of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay. For Steve Versnick and Joey Knight, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great night, everybody.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 